Welcome to the Watering Hole Football Podcast. Alrighty, welcome in. I am Dylan Lund. And I'm Colton Sorensen. And this is the Watering Hole Football Podcast. Uh, how are we doing? We've been gone for a little bit. Yeah, it's been a been a couple weeks. Uh, last week had a little car trouble and that put me behind schedule a little bit. We also had uh, Demar Hamlin on Monday night uh, getting injured a little bit. We kind of wanted to see how that played out before we recorded. It just didn't really feel right. We do have good news on that front. He has been released from the hospital. He did move to Buffalo at one point and was in the hospital there. He did go home now today, so. Hopefully that means he's pretty much out of the woods, and uh, it was a scary sight, and we're 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 glad it turned out the way it did, and not any any differently. So yeah, I mean, you know the the best case scenario of a bad situation. Yep. And I I'm curious how he reacted when he heard that his charity got over like seven million dollars. I mean. It's insane. The, for for being in such a bad situation, I feel like it's going to be really hard for him to come out of it and think that he earned that money. But I, I can't imagine it goes to bad use. So oh, absolutely. Good for him, and hopefully it helps him keep his mind off of football for a little while. Because, dude, you got to get better before you play again. Don't don't rush into that stuff here. So yeah, and then also with like the contract. Based on where he was drafted, I think he was a sixth rounder. Yep. Something like that. I mean his contract wasn't wasn't that big. Right. So, you know, for him to get that kind of money, yeah. Like big, that's huge. Big boost. Helps helps out the community a whole bunch. Um, so yeah. Thanks everybody for donating. It was big help to the community and to Damar. So Yeah, but with that I think we will get into some news. Alrighty, starting with the news, um, today, well, this week, this Monday is what they call in the business Black Monday. Except now, I guess it's New Horizons Monday or uh, New Opportunities Monday, as Ooh, some, there we go. some people are calling it. They like to put a positive spin on it Yeah, when it, people are getting fired. It's basically the day that... Uh, people clean house bad, bad coaches get fired you get you get the bad stuff out of there you know so or if you weren't going to keep them to begin with you just get them out for no reason yeah um uh, houston <laughs> so cliff kingsbury was fired and how do you feel about that i am very happy not that i have anything personally against cliff kingsbury do i like him as a person i've never met him but no i do not <laughs> Um, I was gonna say, over the past, I don't know how many shows we have done, but oh, it's been it's been the full length of the show. I have been definitely you, on board of getting him out of, of there. You hate that man. I just don't think hate, he's hate, a good head fo- football coach. Hate might be a strong word. I, I, you can definitely put it as dislike. I do not. Sure. I do not like him. If if somebody offered to let me have a beer with him to uh, learn about the game, I think I might decline. Really? And that is saying a lot because I want really? any end of football I can get. I might decline because I don't think I'd 
I don't think I'd gel with him at all. And I, I just didn't think he was a good head football coach for the NFL. Clearly, college, he could be better. I think he'll go back to college. Go back. Make huge money getting a head coaching position in college and be successful. Yeah. But just not, not in my league, okay? Yeah. Not in I, my league. I mean, whoever takes that job next, I'm curious what the what the process is because you have you have the bones of a good team yep on both sides of the ball you have the bones for it now and by bones we mean good players good yeah good good solid like you have your foundation you have like your four or five pieces on both sides yes that you can build around yes i'm just curious so for one kyler's going to be out for at least most of next season yeah, they said so, the, the earliest is like week eight, week nine, if everything goes to plan. And But at the same time, like Kyler is a mobile guy. You have, like, he has to be mobile, otherwise he's not effective. And we saw that last year. Correct. Um, so I'm curious. I mean, first, like, is the next head coach needs to put in to his contract somewhere like, hey, you need to give me like at least like three or four years because yep. for one, not going to have my starting quarterback. For like the first year. If you're smart, you just keep them out. And then... You don't play them. The next year, you know, it's your first year of your new system with your your star quarterback that they paid a bazillion dollars for. Yep. Like, you got to give them time to mesh and gel as a coach-quarterback tandem. Yep. And then also, you have to come in with a plan on defense because, you ha- again, you have the bones of a really good defense with a lot of really, really talented, really freakishly athletic players. Yes. But nobody knows how to use them. I don't think they know how to use themselves at this point. Yeah. Because, like, there is no foundation. Like, there is no identity on defense. It's just kind of, like, there. Yeah. And, I mean, I mean no disrespect to Vance Joseph. He is a fine defensive coordinator. He knows how to run a defense. I just feel like the uh, personnel that they have is not really something that has really been done where they just have these freak athletes that are kind of positionless. And I feel like kind of your more traditional guys that like coach defense and all that kind of stuff, they usually have like, okay, this type is for, for this position, this type is for that position. I just don't think he, you know, pull the right levers and, you know, put the guys in the right spots. To be fair, I definitely think he could have kind of put guys in positions. And if it didn't work, I think I would have felt better for it. Like if he tried. Yeah, just try to find a position for these guys. Because what happened now is nobody had a position. Nobody played well. You don't know where the hell they're going to go next year. At least if it didn't work in the position, you would maybe switch them to a different position and try again next year or something. But as of right now, it's just a complete disaster on defense, and good luck figuring it out. Yeah, so that's going to be an interesting job for whoever decides to take that one. Um, The next one is, so Lovey Smith, head coach of the Texans, he was fired after one year. Yes. They fired David Culley after one year last year. Yes. I mean, I think this is something that we all knew for the entirety of his tenure as the head coach. 
Yep. We all knew that he was just kind of a stopgap. But at the same time, like, for one, that's shitty to do from the, like, the the organizational standpoint. Like, 100%. You did it twice in a row to two different guys because, you know, quote-unquote, you didn't have the guy that you really wanted or whatever. And why'd you get rid of the first guy without knowing who you wanted? Exactly. If you, if you have a stopgap guy, have one. Don't go get a second one just because. Yeah, I, I really like the Texans are in fucking shambles. Like the yes. whole organization is an absolute mess. Yep. So their GM Nick Casario, he's been there. What, oh, couple, a couple a years? I thought it was only a couple years. I think it's four, maybe a little less than four. I think he was there with Bill O'Brien for a year or two. But, um, yeah, he, his situation where I'm trying to buy time to look up how many years he's <laughs> been there. He was, he was hired as the general manager in 2021. Oh, okay. He's been there for two years. And had two head coaches. And, uh, in a press conference, he said that, uh, the ownership was looking for a new head coach. That right there is a little bit of a red flag that you're the GM and you're not helping. Um, And then the second red flag is he said, if that new head coach does not want him there, he will work with that head coach and step down. That seems weird. What are you doing? Why would you be advocating for your own replacement? Like, did he offer to man, like the ownership of the team go, Hey, just keep me here, and if the new head coach doesn't want me, then fire me. Because, like, that's the only way I can see this working out. Like, why else would the is head Nick, coach be able to fire on, you? Hold on. Is Nick Casario going to be the new Jack Easterby? No. If he's gone, he's gone. Are you sure? Yes. 100%. Mm, I don't know. What has he done? Gotten two head coaches fired? What was he given? No, he fired two head coaches. What was he given? Nothing. Exactly. What has he done with nothing? Nothing. What? <laughs> Gotten the second overall pick? N- yeah. Should have been the first. <laughs> Should have been the first. Which brings me to probably the greatest coaching move that I think I have ever seen. And I don't I don't care yep. that it's not like a good one to like, you know, win a championship or like a, a an X's and O's type of thing. This is this is Lovey Smith knowing that he's on his way out and giving him the finger. I I think it was not only Lovey. It was Lovey went into that locker room and probably preached, hey, this team is going in a different direction, and probably none of you, except for a few, are going to be part of that. Which he's, so, he's probably right. Yeah. So let's go in there. Let's fuck it up for him. Right. If you're going to be on a different team come next year, fuck it up for him. Who cares? Yeah. Make it worse. And the whole th- I, I saw a press conference, I think it was after the game. Um, even after the game, he's like, yeah, I believe that I will be the coach moving forward. Because you have yeah. to. Should have. Like, you have to. I mean, um, David Culley should have been, probably should have still been the coach this year. Like, yeah. I don't the, know. The-, the last two Texans teams, arguably, very well coached. Right. You're doing the best you can with, with nothing. Nothing. Literally nothing. They won three games this year. Kinda. 
three and a half. Three and a half. All right. So like this last one, they should not have won. Oh no, it was okay. So I don't know if this is also the Colts kind of helping them not have the number one overall pick. I hope so. I I think that might have been a little bit of it. I hope so. I think um, that'd be great too. <laughs> so the Texans were down by a touchdown, yep. and. Davis Mills is doing his best job to drive him down and like tie this game up, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a fourth and probably forever. Fourth and 20, I think. And what was the touchdown on the fourth down? I think it was. I don't know. I think the touchdown was on fourth down. See, I'm going to be completely honest. Didn't watch a lot of this game because it didn't matter. Duh. So I'm pretty sure the touchdown that he threw was on fourth down. And on that play, it was an interception. It was absolutely a pick, and I don't know if this was business decision. You know, coach, GM, owner, you know, wants us to not really win this game. Or shit, even the player. Even the player goes, why should they get the first overall pick for being bad? But at the same time, like, it was a horrible misjudge of the trajectory of the ball and the jump and everything, and it just goes way over the guy's head that jumped for it who he could have just like stood there and fucking caught it yeah and the texans get the touchdown they're down by one what does lovey smith do go for fucking two yes sir and they get it yes sir why because lovey smith knows he knew he oh 100 had to know he knew did he want to think it absolutely not would he he knew he knew yeah so then they they win on that two-point conversion. There's like a, a Colts drive that didn't go anywhere. but And then with the Bears losing and the Texans winning, the Bears now have the number one overall pick. Yes, they do. So they have the number one pick. Yep. They have like $150 million in cap space. Yep. I think it's just like $80 million. Whatever. They have a billion dollars in cap space. Like they have the most cap. They have the first pick of the draft. Mm-hmm. They pretty much kind of control all of the markets mm-hmm. right now. 100%. I they think it's w- gonna... They will not be drafting the first overall pick. They better not. If if you're them, you don't need a quarterback. I will say, though, it's pretty funny to, like, you know, creep your way into some Bears Twitter and watch them fight about if they should draft a quarterback and trade uh, Justin Fields. As an Alabama fan, keep your guy. Just just saying. Yeah, Keep your guy. But there would be two more years of a rookie contract, no. which is more valuable. No. <laughs> no. As so as an Alabama fan, Bryce Young will be good, I think. Haven't haven't as, done a whole lot of like deep dives on these quarterbacks, but I think he's probably gonna be one of the better ones. I mean, this is gonna be the the knock on him, but he is kind of small. I mean yeah. So hopefully he doesn't break. I don't think he will. He might. He might. I mean, two but uh, broke. but but the bear the bears got their guy. Like in theory, as a Vikings fan who has never had a quarterback like that, like that, like a, a a true franchise guy. Why why the fuck are you mad? Why are you mad? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> why like they're gonna get four first round picks for that first overall pick? Tank your goddamn guy and just like, win some football games. Quit your bitching. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Quit your bitching. I don't know. It's fun to watch them fight amongst themselves. But yeah, that 
that whole situation, the coaching fires, that also includes Frank Reich being fired earlier this year. Yep. There's five coaches that have been fired. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Yep. Frank Reich. Um, Matt Rule. Matt Rule. And then the Cliff, two we talked about today. Cliff Kingsbury so. and Lovey Smith. Yes, sir. Which there, There's going to be more. I think there's going to be one more at least. So I think it should be Ron Rivera. I know you don't. I do not. Um, I think it should be Mr. Dallas. Uh, McCarthy? McCarthy. Say, thank you. Are you saying like if they lose the, in the first round again? They will. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> but yeah, if they do, get him out of there. Mike McCarthy's not a good head coach. Like, let's be honest. He's fine, but he's, he's not good. He's all right. I don't know. I mean, I, I predicted him to be fired midseason because I thought the Cowboys are going to be bad, but... They were not great, but they're not bad. I think, I think they're, they're just, fine. They're all right. But yeah, that that whole situation. You're going to ask what what job is the best? Yeah, what what is the most enticing for you? So you got, uh, right now you have the Cardinals, the Broncos, no, the Colts, uh, the Texans. No. And did I say the Panthers? No, you did not say the Panthers. Panthers. That's the one. Why? The young players. Maybe on defense? Yeah. You got to find a quarterback. That's the biggest issue. They but, can't do that. But you at least get to pick your quarterback. Or help pick your quarterback. Because I don't think the coaches aren't going to be the ones drafting, but... Yeah, I mean, you can I, help pick your guy. I think they're picking seventh. Yeah, something they're, like they're that. probably not going to get one unless they trade up. I think that's an opportunity. They could, yeah. I think they could trade up, but yeah, the Panthers to me are the best opportunity. The other, the other dumpster fires, I don't want anything else. I don't want, I don't want any of it. Colts are the next closest. Really? I still don't want any of that. You think the Colts are the next closest? What is your second option? Oh, What's man. your first and second option? I hate Arizona. Well, that, I know I know you do. That entire organization is weird. Complete trash to me. Yeah, it's a bit weird. And Arizona's out in the middle of nowhere. I don't want to go there. Yeah, but it's warm. I don't want to go there. I don't know. I I think Arizona's probably the most enticing because I think you have the most in a quarterback. I don't care about quarterback. Like that I think I think it matters. I would rather though. have my quarterback and for me Kyler Murray is not my quarterback. Sure. I mean, you know, yeah, you are a Kyler Murray stand. I, I enjoy Kyler Murray. Short guys got to stick together. Right. I get it. Short kings unite or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of talent on on Arizona. Um, I do. I, I guess I would agree that, like, the Panthers are probably the next one. I don't want to go anywhere near Russell Wilson. Nope. Um, that might be last. That might. Uh, that's second to last for me. The... <laughs> The Colts, the, te- the Texans are the, the last. Yeah, the, the, the Texans the, are absolutely don't touch. Texans, nope. I think you could offer me the Texans head coaching job, and I would think about it. I would absolutely say yes eventually because you're going to get millions of dollars. Correct, but I would think about it. Like I would go, do I really do I really want to do that? And that that's saying a lot because I would I would do almost any job in football just to be part of football. And to and pause, have a pause I at would, the head I would coaching think job. About it. it wouldn't be more than five minutes, but I would still think about it. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I, I think the Colts are worse, though. Like, the almost worse. The Colts are bad. Yep. That's rough. Um, one last piece of news. Um, this is more speculation than news. 
Aaron Rodgers did say something about not wanting to give up a jersey at the end of the game when they lost to the Lions. In his press conference, it did seem like he slipped a little bit and kind of let the cat out of the bag that he might be retiring or at least thinking about it. So the the only the only thing I'm going to really push back on is I feel like he's done that every year for the last like five years. Sure. He says some cryptic thing and everybody's like, oh, is he going to retire? You but know? the team was bad this year. True. His first year without Devonta Adams didn't go very well, and he did not look happy playing the game. Correct. So, as a Vikings fan, see ya. Is he gonna really follow in Favre's footsteps? And no, he's not. Ne- gonna, not gonna come here. Be the next Jets quarterback? No, no, no. <laughs> God, he wouldn't want to go to the Jets. That's in New York. That's more media. He doesn't like media. Actually, I think he secretly does love media. I think he loves it. But uh, no, I think. I don't think he has a love for the game anymore. It doesn't seem like he does, at least. Man, I think he'd be really fucking good on the Jets. I think so, too. But I don't <laughs> he'd be really good. I, I don't like him. I want to hate him because he was a Packers quarterback. True. I now like Favre because he left the Packers. I don't want to do that. I would. You like Favre? Currently, a little cold on him. Currently, a little cold. <laughs> I was right? going to say. But, like... Because he was a Vikings quarterback in 2009 when we went on that run, I, I like him. As a football player. Yeah. And only football player. Right now, a little cold on him, like I said. And it's warming up here in Minnesota, but not for Favre. Not for Favre. It's not warming up here. Yeah, it is. It's going to be like 30s and 40s the next couple of weeks. Um, But yeah, that, that's all we got there. Um, I think we can move into a bracket-ish thing, you know? Yeah. Almost. Almost. There you go. So, um, playoffs start this week. Yep. Uh, We both have made our brackets. Um, These are predictions that will absolutely happen. Both of ours are going to be true, even though they're different. Um, They're not that different, though. So, we're going to run through... And kind of talk about the first round games. Yep. And then we'll just kind of give little cliff notes of like what we think is going to happen down the road. But I think talking about each game uh, for this week is, is important. So we're going to start uh, the NFC. We're going to start in the NFC and start with the first round bye. I think the Eagles win that one. I, I do think the Eagles win their first round bye. All right. Sounds good. I'm glad we're on the same page. Moving on. So we'll go to the 49ers Seahawks. It is the third meeting this year. They are divisional teams. I, I'm going to be honest. Man, it's going to be a slaughter. It has not gone well for Seattle, and I don't see it going well for Seattle in this one. No, if I was to pick a score, I'd say probably you know, high 30s plus for the 49ers and to maybe like 17 or 20, maybe. maybe. That's, that's if the end of the game is real nice to Seattle. Right, right. So, I I really don't think that the Seahawks have much of a chance here. Unless um, there's some magic left in Geno, but it kind of seems like the magic has trailed off towards the end of the season. See, and the reason that... The, I, I think a big reason for that is the, uh, the Seahawks' uh, pass protection, while it was good, or, you know, fairly good in the, the first... the first uh, probably about half of the season, the pass protection has been not as good as of late and his kind of tail off has kind of coincided with that fair 
So because quarterbacks kind of need time to pass the ball, right? And so, Forty Niners got a pretty good pass rush. Pretty good defense. I think. I think for your offensive line to not be playing its best at this point, going against this team, a little rough. Not a great thing. A little rough. Not a great thing. So I think fair to say we both think the 49ers are going to win that one pretty yep. handily. I think it's going to be pretty comfortable. So moving on to the three-seeded Vikings against the six-seeded Giants. A rematch from a couple of weeks ago. In my opinion, this is going to be one of the closer games of the playoffs. It should be. Both, because the both Vikings, teams play these games. Yeah, Vikings play in close games and win most of them. All of them if they're close. This year. Last year we lost a couple in the first. I'm only saying this year because this year is the only thing that matters. And I'll put my blinders on for anything that happened in the past. And uh, the Giants also have been known to play in some close games. And I can't can't expect anything different in this one. It's going to be... A really rowdy U.S. Bank Stadium. I hope so. Did you see the uh, the the comment by I think it was an offensive lineman for the Giants? Yeah, Nick Gates. He said something like, "Oh, I wasn't that impressed." I hope they fucking bring it. Oh, they will. Like we've been in that stadium. Yeah. We were there for the Cardinals game this year. It got pretty rowdy. I think that was the loudest I had ever heard the stadium. I did not have a voice for a couple days later. No, so it was fantastic. We, we helped it be loud. So I think what we need to do is Vikings need to give us tickets. We will it, help. It can be anywhere in the stadium. Just give us some free tickets. We will help. I guarantee it. Um, in my opinion, this one comes down to the Vikings have more talent. I don't think they have. I don't think they got the horses to stop Jefferson. And I. I don't think so either. I. You know, we were kind of talking a little earlier, and I think we both kind of agree that. As long as the Vikings have Justin Jefferson available, yep. and as long as he is in the game, mm-hmm. like meaning, you know, being effective and all that stuff, like they're really tough to beat. And I don't, I don't think the Giants can really stop that. If you can't, if you can't take him away, you're probably not beating us. No, because you have to do, you have to send two guys over there to stop him. If you're not stopping him already, and when those two guys go over there. He's still going to be open, in my opinion, with the the Giants' defense not as good uh, star power-wise in the secondary. So he's still going to be open sometimes with double coverage. And you have K.J. Osborne, who's coming to his own. Yep. And Adam Thielen, who's going to score a touchdown in this game. Probably. And Hawkinson, who's going to get probably 85 yards on seven catches and six, 20, fir- six 26 first downs. targets. Yeah, six first downs. So... Uh, the one thing that I can see derailing the Vikings offense is the very blitz happy nature of Wink Martindale. And the lack of Brian O'Neill and Bradbury, I think. He is probably gonna be out. I heard he might be back. I don't know. I'm not really sure. It, it it means a lot because our backup was not good. Not great. And our third string was even worse. Yeah. So yikes. I don't know. Um I got the Vikings winning a close one. Yeah, I'm kind of at the same. I, you know, our defense, well, Vikings defense versus their offense. We're a homer podcast. You can say ours. Sure. Um, I mean, they got guys that can make plays. Like the you don't re- really recognize the names, but they got dudes that can make plays, and we have a soft defense that has had a lot of trouble stopping people. Yeah. 
So I think it'll probably be a, a pretty good back and forth game. I think either team is going to win it with a last second kick or a, a touchdown and over t- the coin flip and a touchdown and overtime, something like that. Yeah, I think it's going to be really close, but Homer pick, you know, picking the Vikings. Yep. Uh, moving on to the four seed Bucks against the five seed Cowboys. I don't like it. No. Um, I, I think I think we both picked the Bucks. Yes. And my sole reasoning for that is because of Tom Brady. Yeah, I think That's Tom it. Brady can, in this situation, with all of his experience, he truly knows and he truly is a winner. Tom Brady, if if nothing else, he wins in the playoffs most of the time. And he's not playing against the Giants. True. So I think he's got a pretty good chance to do well. I think another part of it is um I mean it's it's more it's more kind of just a meme, but like careful. The Cowboys Careful. Careful what? We have Cowboys fans that listen. Do we? Yes. I'm sorry, but they lose in the first round a lot. Don't. <laughs> well, there we go. Now we have no more Cowboys fans to listen. Coming from a fan base who has lost literally everything they've ever done. I mean, come on. No, like, but we don't lose in the in the first round. We lose in the championship game. Or the second round. Or the second round. Or, by every, missed, or every Super Bowl. Missed field goals or um, missed field goals. I think we had one that was a missed field goal. I think so. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, we understand Dallas. And you're welcome for your Super Bowls, by the way. Yeah, I feel like we kind of jump-started all that. But anyway, um, Dak's not playing good right now. No, he's not. The The defense has kind of gone to sleep. I don't know what happened to Micah Parsons. I don't either. Did he stop making plays? Is he on the field? I'm not sure. I have not watched their last couple games, but I know that that defense has not been good. Yeah. So, um, and the Bucks, I think. So, okay, two weeks ago. When the Bucks needed to win. Yes. Mike Evans. Mike Evans Ooh. finally went off. Yeah. And he went off. Three touchdowns, like what, two hundred yards? Yeah, it was a it was a bunch. Ten ten catch nine, ten catches? I don't know the exact stats, but he had three touchdowns there. All of them were like thirty plus yards. Like big game. Brady and Mike Evans finally figured that out. Now, I do think Dan Quinn is a good defensive coordinator. I think he's probably going to do a good job at making it difficult. Yes. And, you know, they did play week one. I'm pretty sure the Bucks won, but that was the game that Dak went out with the injury. Yeah, I think so. But I it think was... that was late in the game. I don't know. I, th- I think this will be a close game. Like, even though I think the, so, too. I, I'm pretty sure the Cowboys are going to be the, a pretty heavy favorite. But so, at the same time, I feel like these teams are a lot closer than their records would show. This is probably the game that I am the third least likely to watch. Um, 49ers Seahawks, don't know if I'm going to watch that one. Yeah, maybe don't need to. And Bills Dolphins, don't know if I'm going to watch that one. But this this one, I also don't want to watch. And I think it'll be, it's going to be a good game, but I, I don't like either team. Yeah. So I, I'm not really motivated to watch this one. But I do have the Bucks winning. And I'll even throw in a final score. I think it's going to be 24 to 21. I was going to say 19-17. I think it's going to be 24-21. There's going to be a couple touchdowns each way. And there's going to be two missed field goals in this game. Both of them by Dallas. Yikes. Yeah. 
That's my prediction. So, sorry, Dallas fans, I guess. My prediction. It's your turn. Um, all right, so... So do we jump over to the AFC then? Yeah. And then go through after that? Yeah, yeah, we'll do... So AFC, Chiefs, I think they're solidly going to win their bye. Yep, I think they're going to win their bye too. I think that's a pretty easy pick. And other... Uh, you know, okay, if you're if you're wondering why we're picking byes, there are some teams that lose their bye. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, during the, during the season, mostly, there's yeah. a lot of teams that, you know, they just... They can't, they can't come out on top on their bye week. Yeah, so the Vikings in the past have lost two byes. And uh, th- it's been the last two years. Not this year, but the last two years. We came out of the bye, and it, it did not look good. It was just an L after that. So. Yeah, so um, Bills, Dolphins, what do, you get, what do you got in this game? Without Tua, it's an easy Bills W. I, I don't think there's much to talk about there. The, the Bills are just all around better. The Dolphins without Tua are gross. Like, their defense is fine, but they can't run the ball. The They've wet, been better. Bridgewater, I think, is playing. I hope it's at least Teddy because yeah. Skylar Thompson, I mean, he's the third-string quarterback. Like, it is what I mean, it is. He ain't it, but, like, he's probably a good backup somewhere. Like, you don't want him to play, but... If you have to throw him in in a game, like he, it's all right. Teddy is a good backup. Yeah, he's a guy that if you got to start him in a spot game, you feel comfortable. But maybe not in the playoffs. Not this one. <laughs> not against. Not against the Bills. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, and I feel bad because I've I've actually really enjoyed the Dolphins for whenever Tua's played. Yeah, like whenever Tua's not injured, they are terrifying. I think. Like, I think. I think Tua doesn't get enough credit for how good he actually is. And in that offense with Mike McDaniel running it, I think it's like it's a fuck it's a tough offense to defend. Yeah. And like I, you said, like you know, they haven't been running the ball well, but if they can if they can run the ball plus you got Tyreek and Jalen Waddle and you got Tua distributing, like that's a scary offense. Well, it's the read offense. Like when you're doing those reads either run it or the quick pass Tua automatically helps the run game because he decides okay there's a gap I'll run it otherwise he has the out he is very good at running those reads like he he truly can I think he's one of the best I've ever seen at running that kind of offense yeah and I think that alone helps the running game I don't think the other two quarterbacks do that and that's kind of where your running game goes downhill your running game with Tua is good enough Without Tua, you have nothing to like raise the level of your running game. Um, I do want to say something before we move on off of this game. I have been a big earn earn your stripes kind of guy in mm-hmm. the NFL for my entire life. I feel like you don't get the credit until you've done it for more than a year. Saying that, I have a new favorite head coach in the NFL, and it is Mike McDaniel. Yeah. And I, for the last couple years, I've been a Tomlin guy. Tomlin, to me, is just, I would love to play for him. I I think he is the best personality along with success in the NFL until Mike McDaniel came along. There is no one in the NFL I would rather put a helmet on and go run into a brick wall for. I... I think without, like, it's an easy decision for me that I would play for Mike McDaniel. And that it 
it's one year. One year, and that says a lot. So hopefully he continues. Good luck next year. Shitty situation right now. You know what's insane, though? I have seen, I think it was like um, Miami beat writers or something. They were questioning whether, or they were thinking that, you know, he might not even be safe. He is. Like that would, I I think that would be probably the worst fire in, like one of the worst fires in recent memory. If he's not safe, who, who is, who are you going to come replace him with? Who? He he took a team that had a backup quarterback for 90% of the season and he won with that. He's in the playoffs. Yeah, but they lost five out of their last six games. Because Tua was gone. You lose your quarterback that made the offense run. He made Tua. If Tua played the whole year, Tua would be an all-pro. Like Pro- Probably. <laughs> throwing 300 yards a game. Had the best um, uh, passer rating in the entire league, except Purdy. Um, I don't know. I just... Tua was so good this year, and it it's almost all a credit to Mike McDaniel, in my opinion. Yeah. He fixed that offense. He, he has did. they have an identity now, and it's because of him and his personality. I feel like is an attraction to players. It's a lot of fun. I'm not it, gonna lie. He's great in the media. I don't understand why how you could fire that. Like how so, do you fire that guy? I also saw like a, a an interview. I think it was probably during one of the weeks, and um. It was, I think it was a tweet where it's like the guy was like, oh, you know, the jokes don't hit the same when you're on like a losing streak or whatever. And I disagree. I completely disagree. Like he, I think it is so good that he is still sticking true to himself, even when shit's not going right. Like he's the fun kind of joking dude, making these weird, like dry humor type of jokes. Like, you know, the beginning of the season when they're rolling and he's doing the exact same fucking thing when they're losing. Why would you not? I, I don't know. If that's who you are, and if that's what's working for you, you feel like you have the locker room. Like, the best way to gain a locker room is to be yourself. And if that's himself, don't change that. If you're winning, be the same you. If you're losing, be the same you. And I feel like he's done that all year long. And props to him. And they're in the playoffs. Congratulations. That being said... Try again next year. <laughs> that being said, they're going to get waxed by the Bills. Yeah. So, Bills win this one. I think it's going to be closer than you think. Do I think that the game is going to be all that close? No, but I think the score might be close-ish. So, I think it'll probably be a little closer because... Um, I mean, Josh Allen isn't playing his best either. I don't know if Josh Allen will play the whole game. Like, you know, every pretty much every game he pitches the ball to the defense at least once or twice. Once or twice. Yeah. Once that is usually picked off. The second time where the ball is coming so fast and the defensive back goes, oh my God, and it hits him in the hands and falls. And he's like, like, fuck, man, did I break my fingers? Yeah. And he just he's so shocked that the ball is there and it's coming so fast and he just doesn't know what to do with it. So yeah, so Bills roll. Uh, moving on to the uh, the Bengals hosting the Ravens, another division game, third matchup. This one, if Lamar plays, which it kind of sounds like he's not, and a little bit of a conspiracy theory. It has not been like reported by the big reporters that you want to see something reported by, but. Somebody on the Ravens uh, training staff has come out and said to somebody 
that Lamar has been at a hundred percent for the past two weeks and that he is not playing because he does not have a contract. If that is the case, get him a contract. They just, I, they just played paid Roquan a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Literally like two days ago. What are you waiting for? You're so, waiting to set the market, set the damn market. What, what are you doing? The other thing too is I I heard some sound bites of is, is this Jim or John Harbaugh? John. John. So I heard a couple of sound bites of John Harbaugh in a press conference. They're asking him about Lamar. Obviously, it's your star quarterback, your starting quarterback. And he literally said something along the lines of like, you know, I just coach the guys who are here, and Lamar's not here, so you know, I'm just going to coach the guys who are here. That's not something you want to hear out of your head coach. Yeah. Like it sounds a little more cryptid than like you'd really want. Yeah. That doesn't like, sound good. It would be better if you just said, well, Lamar's hurt right now. So we got to do the best we can with the guys that we have. Right. Which is kind of what he said, but kinda. in a, but in a way that you don't say gone that that's, that's different. See, and I, I could be messing up the specific wording and that could change it. But I remember hearing it being like, that's not yeah. re- that doesn't sound good. Yeah, that yeah, sounds a little off. Um, so, I I don't think Lamar's gonna play. I don't think so either. It it's trending that way that they're saying that he's not gonna be ready. Whether it be contract or injury, if Lamar doesn't play, Bengals roll. If Lamar plays, I think the the Bengals still might roll. But I think there's a chance that Lamar goes off and has a monster game and wins it. I don't think they do much after that, but yeah. Um, in this scenario, Bengals roll. Yeah, I got the Bengals winning kind of no matter what. Even so, I will say the Ravens' defense is pretty tough. Like they, yeah. since the accusation of uh, Roquan Smith, um, they've been like really, really good. Yeah. Like, really good. Um, I think they match up really well with the Bengals' offense. I think the offense of the Bengals has a tendency, kind of like the Vikings, to fall asleep at times. And you hope that the uh, the Ravens can take advantage of that, but I, I don't think they do with Tyler Huntley. Yeah, and I mean, I don't even really think they do with Lamar. Like, they haven't they haven't had, like, a good offensive game for, like, two months. Yeah, like part of like a lot of that. Obviously, a lot of that is, you know, Lamar not being there. But I think Lamar being gone for that long, and then it doesn't bode well. You know, if he plays, like how rusty is he going to be? All that stuff, you know, yada no yada, rust. whatever. Big trust. Okay, big trust. Bengals roll. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, the four seed Jags at or the five seed Chargers at the four seed Jags. Sorry. This one, I want nothing to do with picking this game. I So I'm just going to lay it out there. Neither one of these teams, in my opinion, have all that much of a chance to win the Super Bowl. So this game is almost irrelevant. But it is probably, other than the Vikings game, because I'm a Vikings fan, this is the game I am more, most likely to watch. Because I think it is going to be pure chaos at some points. Um has a complete chance to be uh, a quarterback duel with just 
random pieces going off, like Josh Palmer catching a 50-yard touchdown, followed by Zay Jones, uh, a little bubble screen going for 45, and then Evan Ingram, a touchdown in the back of the end zone, because why not? Like, this has a chance to be one of the most fun games of the year. And I, I don't want to have to pick it. I just, I, I don't at all. So, gross? I don't know. I'm going to be honest. This is one of my favorite games of the weekend. It is. It, like, it has to be. And that's if, even including the Vikings game because, like, I just get, I'm going to get stressed out. And I don't want to, I don't want to deal with the repercussions if the Vikings lose. I don't want to have to hear about it for the next year and a half. Um, if the Vikings lose, that's gonna be. An... We will not podcast ever again. I don't actually mean that. No, because they might lose. <laughs> yeah, they might lose. But I, I don't this, have. I don't have that. So confidence. this one is the the Jags Chargers game. I think for all the reasons that you pointed out, the the two quarterbacks that I am most interested in right now. Yeah. With Justin Herbert playing well and Trevor Lawrence playing out of his goddamn mind. Yes. Like, you know, you, all the weird random cast of characters that you're saying, you know, and for for the most part on the, the Jag side, mm-hmm. because you have guys like Zay Jones and Evan Ingram and Christian Kirk. Everybody's fucking clowning on him for Christian Kirk. And look at what he's done all year. Thousand yard receiver almost. Like, no, he he was. Oh, he did make it? He was, yeah. Okay. Good on him. Like, they have exciting pieces on defense. Josh Allen on, you know, Jags pass rusher Josh Allen is a menace. Trayvon Walker, though he hasn't, uh, last year's number one pick, he hasn't played consistent, but he's had flash plays, like, throughout the season. Dude is a dude, and he, he can, he can make freak. some plays. It's just he doesn't do it all the time. Yeah. So, like, and if you look at the other side, you have the Chargers that, I mean, Justin Herbert is a cyborg. Yep. Uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, as long as Mike Williams is healthy. Mike Williams is a beast. They're insanely good. You have Austin Eckler, who might might be the best weapon in the league right now. He scores a lot of touchdowns. Apart from maybe Christian McCaffrey. Scores a lot of touchdowns. And then on defense, you have difference makers. You have, you got Bosa. Yep. You got Khalil Mack. Yep. You got Derwin James. Yep. Like, you have all of these stars. Well, stars mostly on the Chargers side. Yep. And then you have Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson gelling for this master class of offense that, I don't know, It's I think this is actually going to be the best game. I think think it'll be the most fun game for me for, for the reasons you said the Vikings game is going to be stressful. Even if we're winning by 20, I'm going to be stressed. Um, This game, I just don't think even if it's a blowout for, there's going to be enjoyment in this game. I think from one side or the other, it's going to be interesting. So if there's any game to turn on and watch this week, if you're first getting into football, turn on this game because it's going to be interesting. You're going to have people that even us as longtime football fans have no idea who the fuck they are. And they're going to make some plays and it's going to be fun. 
and I have the Jags pulling it out. I do too. Um, I think the Jags, especially on offense and with Trevor Lawrence playing his best that he's ever played with a head coach in Doug Peterson who's calling his best games. Who is an actual head coach. Actual head coach with a plan and like he understands how to professional football. Yeah. And he's like really good at calling plays. That's and way like, different than what Trevor Lawrence has ever had. And Trevor Lawrence is playing his best. Like that. Yeah. That's I, huge. Like these two quarterbacks are part of like kind of a cluster that is the future of the NFL. And I'm going to be honest, it's pretty much all in the AFC. So, and the teams that have these quarterbacks are all in the playoffs, but two is not going to play, probably. The, the AFC playoffs are the weirdest thing. Patrick Mahomes is the oldest quarterback that will start a game in, in the, the AFC? AFC playoffs. That's insane. He Patrick Mahomes is the oldest at 28, 27 or 28. What are we doing? This we are seeing the future happen right now. Forget about the NFC because did we I, got did Tom I Brady. Did I not mention this the last time we recorded? Yes, but I I recently found out that Patrick Mahomes is the oldest. I mean, it makes sense. That is ridiculous. Like, even if Tua would play, he's younger. If um, Lamar would play, he's younger. Yeah. If uh, Tyler Huntley plays, younger. Like Teddy. But that's not the ones we're looking at. Teddy don't count. That's not the ones we're looking at. We're going to take that one. Teddy's only 31. Something like that. So, whatever. Teddy's not a quarterback. Okay. But, like I said last time, like, the, the future like cluster of quarterbacks in the league is Mahomes and the Chiefs, Josh Allen and the Bills, Tua with the Dolphins as long as he's okay. Yep. Joe Burrow with the Bengals, Lamar with the Ravens, Trevor Lawrence with the Jags, and Justin Herbert with the Chargers. Those are all the teams in the playoffs. Then you look at the other side. You got um Tom Tom Brady with the Bucks. Forty seven year old Tom Brady. You got Kirk Cousins. Thirty uh, thirty four? Yeah, 33 or 34. Um, Geno Smith, superstar with the Seahawks. You got Brock Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy, yeah. He's young, but we don't know yet. Um, And then you got Jalen Hurts with the Eagles. There's two guys there that are young and I think could do something. Yeah. Brock Purdy? Uh, A little on the iffy side. We'll see. Jalen Hurts is the only one. AFC is looking up. AFC is going to be a nightmare. For about a decade. Yes. Or more. Or more. Or I, more. You know. So. Yeah. But yeah. I have the Jags winning. Yeah. I think that one's that one's a tough one to pick. I would not be shocked either way. I, I think I could see it happening either way. Yeah. All right. So the second round, we're going to just kind of run through the divisional matchups. And, you know, this will just be like our predictions. If all the stuff that we picked, you know, goes right. Correct. So we both have the 49ers versus the Vikings. We both got the Niners. We both got the Niners winning that So, one. well, hold on. So with the Vikings, this is how the this is how their postseason is going to go. Yes. They're going to win an incredibly close, exciting game against the Giants. Yes, they are. They're going to lose by 40 to the 49ers. They're going to get the the doors blown off. You know what? For um for symmetry's sake, they're going to lose by 49 to the 49ers. It's going to be 41. Um, we got Bucks and Eagles. 
That's that's where the Tom Brady runs out. I think it's the Eagles. Yep. Um, the Bills at the Bengals. If the matchups play out the way it is, that would be the matchup. I think the Bills take that one. Yeah, I kind of went back and forth on that one. I wrote down the Bengals. Then I'm like, you know, I I think just with the and it, this is purely vibes. Like yep. the vibes are too good with the Bills. I don't know if they're going to lose a game. I don't want to say it's because of the DeMar Hamlin incident that happened, but I think it has something something to do with it. There's something there. It just doesn't feel like they're going to lose. Yeah. So I got the Bills there. Uh, Chiefs and Jags, I I think it's pretty easily the Chiefs. Yeah, I think we got the Chiefs. Um, So we do have the same exact NFC and AFC championship games. And it's the one versus the two in both of them. It is... Uh, the 49ers versus the Eagles and the Bills versus the Chiefs. Let's go to the AFC because I think that one's going to be the same for us. I think we both have the Bills winning that one. We do. I think it's going to be one of the games of the year. I think easily, without question, it is going to be absolutely riveting to watch. And it may come down to the end. And I think this time the Bills get the better of them. Hopefully it doesn't come down to a coin flip. If it does, karma. Because the Bills are getting that coin flip. And if they, they better. If they don't. If they don't, I feel Josh like. Josh Allen might retire. If they don't get the coin flip, I feel like out of respect, the Chiefs should be like, nah. nah you, you guys have this You one. can have it. <laughs> All right. And then on the other, NFC side, we got the 49ers at the Eagles. This is where it changes up for the first time in our entire bracket. The only thing that we have different. Yes. I have the Eagles winning and you have the 49ers. So it's going to be a close game. One thing I do want to say. So for about a month and a half, when Brock Purdy has been the starter and had to come in because Jimmy G got hurt because the 49ers don't know how to not get their people hurt. um, I've been waiting for him to, you know, just, be a rookie he hasn't he hasn't been a rookie i i think it's the kyle shanahan bump it's gotta be because the only he's looks so consistent the only thing that worries me about the niners is now like from now on if he has a bad game that's your season over like you can't do anything about that that is you can't just like oh i had a bad game you know we we lost a close one whatever like that you're done and I feel like that's the only thing that's going to hold this Niners team back. Yeah, and I think the Eagles are going to be that bad game. Um, So we do have different Super Bowl matchups. Both have the Bills. And I have the Eagles taking on the Bills in Arizona. You have the 49ers. We both have the same Super Bowl winner because I think the Super Bowl runs through the AFC for the next foreseeable future. The Bills win the Super Bowl. It yep. is the first Super Bowl in Bills history. That is going to be crazy celebrations in Buffalo if that happens. And I am all for it. I hope they have 24-hour cameras that you can turn on and watch and watch that entire city burn. It is going to be chaos, and I would love it. Yeah. Um, I just have a feeling like I don't know if the Bills are going to lose another game. Like that's, like I said, it's just a, it's completely a vibe. I can 100% see 
Buffalo on top of that podium and the entire Super Bowl stadium erupting when DeMar Hamlin comes out to hold the Lombardi. I, I, I can just see it now. Man, that would be a hell of a scene. That I, For some reason, it just feels like it's going that way. That, yeah. that's, that's kind of the way it's going, that this team right now is extremely motivated. Not that any other teams aren't, but that just seems like there's something extra there. Like it's, you know, I, I am not a religious person, but you know, the football gods are the football gods. Like yeah. they, they do things in mysterious ways. The NFL is not a sports company. It is an entertainment company. Yeah. If they were ever to step in and make it entertainment, I feel like this would probably be, Oh, come on now. Don't put <laughs> the, that out there. <laughs> this would probably be the one to do it. On. We so. already got people thinking that the games are rigged. They are. I've seen the script. Have you not seen the script for this week's games? That's the new thing on TikTok. Is mm. Everybody goes, oh, they leaked the scripts. This is who's going to win. And then they predictably get two or three games wrong. Yeah. And it's a good time. I like it. But, uh, yeah, that will happen. Uh, except the Eagles 49ers game we're up in the air on. Otherwise, everything else is set in stone. You don't even have to turn the TV on to watch the games. This this is the script. Yeah. Mine. I think, I think we wrote the script. We just... So, it, the Eagles 49ers game, there's going to be a blackout. So, it's anybody's guess what happens during that blackout. It's going to be... The, the lights go out. Like the time of the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, The yeah, lights yeah. go out. Yeah. Game changes after that. Yeah. Whoever's winning before is losing after that. Whoa. We don't know who. Weird. So, yep. Bills won the Super Bowl. Uh, catch us on the Twitter if you think that's wrong. Throw hands with Dylan. Apparently, he's ready to throw hands on Twitter all the time here now. Um, if you're here because Dylan caused some trouble, welcome. Thank hope, you for the listen. Yeah, hope you enjoyed yourself. Um, feel free to talk more shit on Twitter. I don't know. Go for it. And uh, You can find us on Twitter. Yeah, It's absolutely. at Football Hole, or you can probably search Watering Hole Football. We'll pop up. Yeah. Uh, where we, we have an email account. If you want to email us an angry email, it is wateringholefootball at gmail.com. I promise you we will. Oh, um, we will respond. We will we will read them. Yep. We will respond to them. We but, might even read them on the show. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, we have a Facebook, uh, Watering Hole Football. Um, comment on the post, like the post, do yeah. all that stuff. It, it really does help spread awareness, even if you think we're a terrible podcast. It helps us out. Tell your friends how terrible it is by commenting and sharing the post to them. And we really do appreciate all three of our listeners. Yeah, it's been it's been great. Um, hopefully you join us the next couple weeks when we break down the very predictable playoffs that are going to happen. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us today. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.